an escape room where you need to escape or you'll actually die. That was not 10 seconds. It was a, it was a little bit faster than 10 seconds. Okay, listen. Hello, to, hello, dear listeners. This is... Screw me off my, my game now, dude. Like, I'm just saying, if you were counting to 10, you did it bad. I, I'm Luke. This is Hey, I've Got an Idea show. That's Mason. I am. I guess I didn't do the nickname bit. You know what? Uh, you know what? Let's okay, skip that, it. There, no, no, no. That's let's, my brother Luke. No, let's skip it. I, I'll tell you why. Okay. Because Mason, we got no time to waste. Shit. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> we do indeed, oh brother of mine. Uh, because this is an invention podcast, and this week we are inventing an escape room. We are. There's there's a room. We're gonna escape it. But you're not going to want to escape the room that you're in where presumably you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, no, stay in that room because until of the podcast is over. How good this podcast will be, you're going to want to stay in it. And, and then maybe after that hour or so, that's, then, then leave. I don't think we're going to make it an hour, Luke. But, but let me tell you, like, Luke, have you, uh, have you been in an escape room? Have you done an escape room, Luke? Technically, as of this recording, somehow, I have not. It's what ki- the shit? It's, ki- it's kind of baffling me that that's the case. It's kind of on the same level as being like uh, a perfectly sociable, rational, reasonable, in all other ways human being, but like being a virgin into your 30s. It's like, it's just kind of improbable. Yeah, that's kind like, of a bad example. Like but. you, you, th- you throw axes. You tell you work in the industry of like reasonably modern, weird entertainment for groups of like office parties and shit. Right, and like ostensibly, escape rooms are in that same sort of business. Right, and that, you that, just that business model that needs a better name because you want to say adult entertainment. But and it's adult not. entertainment is butts. And <laughs> well, that's the thing. Well, okay, okay. Do we want butts? You, you know what? Before we even get there. Okay. Actually, I I feel I feel like uh, before my first I, my first thing I want to get to. Let's just do the definition because uh, I think we're gonna maybe get a little bit of a, a narrowing down of what we think we're talking about. Okay, are 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 all your bots in this escape room with us? Uh potentially. We okay, haven't even uh, gotten to that. De- okay. Defini- definition bot. Definition bot. Uh, oh, you you want you want to ask I want to ask something? definition bot a question. I'm I'm calling out for him is he is he Okay, he he's here. He's here. Okay, we're in the in the fiction. Wait, he's, he's, wait, wait. Hello. Okay, there he is. <laughs> okay. Sorry, uh, editing, we, Luke. I don't know what you're gonna do with that, but go do on. We, do we do we put the butter in the? He's got he's got enough butter. He's 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 topped up with butter. Okay. Hello, definition bot. Again. Hello. Definition bot. Could you define for me, please? Escape room. An escape room, also known as an escape game, is a live-action team-based game where players cooperatively discover clues, solve puzzles, and accomplish tasks in one or more rooms in order to accomplish a specific goal in a limited amount of time. Escape rooms are inspired by Escape the Room-style video games. This is also the likely source of their name. Games are set in a variety of fictional locations, such as prison cells, dungeons, and space stations, and usually the various puzzles and riddles themselves follow the theme of the room. Okay, so this is a thing that exists in Meat Space that was inspired by video games. Like, the video game came first. Yeah, that's that's an interesting note there that uh, I can't think of another thing where that holds true, save when you see, like costume like you know live real live action mario kart or something like that that's the only other yeah. example of that i can think of anyway th- thank you definition bot 
Yes, thank you, Definition Bot. We love you. Okay, uh, so I have been in an escape room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not gonna toot my own horn here, but we fucking nailed it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was an escape room that had a time limit of one hour, and I believe we made it out in 22 minutes. That's That was sort of about the most worthy time that I was expecting y'all to do. Um, like, honestly, if you, if you said, like, it was supposed to take an hour and we did it in 50 minutes, I'd be like, well, why, like, that's not even, but like, no, yeah, 20 something minutes. Well done. You, you like read all of the things exactly as intended, but you pretty much needed it to be harder. Well, to be, to be fair, this was a room for like three to eight people and we had eight people and we Mm. had really good communication, which is the key. So it was it was a sort of situation where everybody had a task to do and we weren't overlapping and, and shouting each other down and adding to confusion. So it was a case of uh, having just the right number of people with the good chemistry. OK, uh, I think, honestly, if it had just been me in the room, like even if I were getting all the puzzles immediately, I would have I would not have made it out in that short of time. Mm, interesting. I and I'm I have to assume that there are some designs for escape rooms for one uh or even two but that those are sort of a little more a Yeah, little, no a there's probably popular. escape rooms that you can do solo. Um yeah. actually this is this is another thing before I went in that escape room, uh I uh I actually uh, was commissioned to do a a comic uh, about a a unique take on an escape room. Okay, uh, wh- go ahead. Um, it was a porn comic. Ah, okay. Don't go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I've got some stuff I want to talk about with this thing. Unless, okay, unless go ahead. Well, is there is there more like comedy down the porn? Well, porn well, route? yeah, because it's not just porn. Like, uh, the the whole key was. The uh, there was one person and they got locked into like a chastity type device with multiple locks on it. And then so the escape room was, in fact, locked around their genitals. And then they had to run around and find the solutions to all the different locks on it to get it off inside of an hour. And then the porn happened. That's way sexier than I was thinking, where it was just like, if you can make me come in an hour, then you can leave. (laughs) If if you can't make someone come in an hour, you're done regardless. Put (laughs) Put the penis down. So, okay, there's a few ways that I'm hoping that we can, like, really innovate and break this, uh, break this... Room, blow this room up uh and here's uh here's some of the things that like predictively i'm gonna suggest we not do okay? okay okay things not to do i'm listening okay uh turning the concept on its head thinking outside the box so to speak um not escaping <laughs> huh? Like, oh, you, maybe you live here now, and the rest of the room is... The rest of the world is now the escape. Okay, bit, that bit's done. Okay? Uh, other predictive thing. Uh, escape room, but it's not a room. It's like three walls and, I don't know, a forest or something. <laughs> you could escape it in the forest, but it's just you'll get lost. And Well, I, th- I think it would be interesting if it was three walls and then like a sheer cliff face down a hundred feet. And how you escape is you need to make a rope. Or like fashion a parachute or something. Or something like that. Yeah. Now, and, Jesus. And it doesn't have to be a real thing. Like, I mean, we That's... can assume... That's definitely more in the thrill seeker. Yeah, liability wise, I don't want to have like something where you're frantically building a hang glider in under an hour and And then testing it and hoping that you got all the pieces right. God, I hope this works. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. Other predictive like concept that we don't need to do an escape room where you need to escape or you'll actually die. Uh, I believe there's a movie out right now called Escape Room, and that's the premise, so fuck that. Okay, those are all the things that I think we don't need to do. One other thing really briefly that I want to mention of uh, art 
imitating life, imitating art again. Actually, it's kind of multiple. St- okay, anyway, there's escape room uh, board games as well. Have yes. you heard of those? Have, have Okay, have you done one? I have not done an escape room board game, no. So, hilariously enough, having not done an escape room, I have done a couple of those games. Well, I mean, there's lots of things I've done in board game form that I haven't done in real life yet. Like mm. Clue, I haven't like Clue, murdered someone. I also have not murdered somebody yet. Yet. With, yeah. the, with the lead pipe, specifically. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, no, it's hard. lead pipes are hard to come by these days. Mm. You'd have to go to Flint and steal someone's plumbing. Oh, so, so too, I would say too soon, but it's just kind of still. It's just sort of ongoing, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That's weird, right? Like, it's, it's, isn't that it's clearly weird? not a funding issue because people have given the money. Let's, let's, let's like dedicate the rest of the episode to this bummer ass topic. No. <laughs> Let's escape this topic. Okay, can you escape institutional racism? How, how about this? How about okay. this? We get a free pass on any uncomfortable segues for the rest of the episode. All right, good. Because, yes, because no. we could just escape from this topic. Okay, we've escaped from the topic. All right, uh-huh, I'm gonna, first I'm gonna puzzle hit you done. With, I'm going to hit you with something out of left field, and this is this is something. Uh, sort of based on my porn comic idea, but instead of being locked into a chastity device, uh, it's sort of more like Edward Forty Hands. Uh, you have something locked around your hands, and you have an hour to get it off. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna lie. A spin on an escape room where it was actually made safe and somehow, like, the liability factor is accommodated for... And it was like, okay, this is a minimum group size of five, maximum six. And one of you needs to volunteer at the beginning to get locked up. And oh, no, the no, rest it of it is It seemed like classic literature. You're the man in the iron mask. Crap, that's pretty good. Like, someone you just gotta get this that, iron right? mask off. I mean, the other thing, too... Before the, you are executed. The problem with this one, too, is yeah. that you very disproportionately have affected someone's fun night out from the rest of the group. Yeah, you got to make sure the person you're locking in the iron mask is someone who is A, not claustrophobic, and B, maybe kind of into it, but not so much so that their boner makes things awkward. Like, I, I have to feel like that would be an ideal sort of concept if it was a bachelor or a bachelorette where you have the, or even like a birthday where it's like, you got your one VIP and Mm. there has to be some other fun component of being the locked up person. Well, now if it is a bachelorette, then clearly we got to go back to the chastity device and the bachelor has to find the key for it. There it is. Yeah. The dick's the key. It, it is. So is that what we want to do? We want to work with that. I don't think so. No, (laughs) no, not the not the dick key thing specifically, but like the odd person out getting locked up. I mean, that is good. Uh, Like, uh, oh, you guys need to save me. Although the problem there is a you got to, you know, have the social awkwardness of which one of you wants to get locked up. And maybe you're with a group and like all of them assumed someone else was going to do it. And no one wants to be the one getting locked up. And also there's the disappointment. Like if you fail to get out of an escape room, that's one thing. Cause it's like, Oh, we all lost. But if you fail here, then it's just like, well, I guess Jerry died. And it's like, Jerry feels bad now. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's like, so, uh, yeah, we we had you uh, shackled up for that last hour. I uh, hope, uh, you know, make sure to rate us five stars on the Google review and that'll be $40, please. And, and like, no, no one would yeah, pay that. Well, I mean, that's the same issue you have with any escape room experience where maybe you lose. Like you any escape room is like, OK, we're going to lock you in this room. You're going to fail and die because you're dumb. $40 per person, please. Okay. Let me come at this from another angle. Okay. Mason, you. Yes. And I want you to picture you and three friends, maybe four. Okay. 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 It's me and some friends. We're an adventuring party. We're ready to do the thing. You 
have a little bit of extra money in your wallet. It's maybe a special special night or it's like finally the weekend kind of deal. Fuck yeah, you, special night. You want to go to this new escape room, X escape room. It's like unbranded. You do not know what to expect. You're going to go in, find out what kind of thing they got going for your escape yeah, room. Yeah, there's, there's no Yelp reviews. I'm going in blind. Completely blind. What is the number one thing, or better yet, top three things in order that you want to get out of this experience? Okay, number one, I want a narrative of some sort. That was a big thing for me with the escape room that I went to. Uh, that uh, that place, uh, like the particular escape room that I did, it was like, oh, you're locked in this mad scientist's lab and he was tinkering with, with chemical, you know, biological weapons and oops, you've just unleashed the virus. You have 60 minutes before the lab's, you know, quarantine procedures kick in and immolate you all. So you have to find and right. make a vaccine. And then, uh, like, other ones were like, oh, uh, it's it's murder on the Something Express. And they actually made it to look like a moving train. And there's video screens along the side that are Damn. showing, like, moving. And there was, like, a, a hacker-themed one. Cool. Oh, and, cool. All right. Yeah, yeah, no. So, so I want to have some sort of narrative. I want to be transported. I don't just want to be like, okay, you're now in, you know, cube shaped room number one find red key card for red key slot is like no no i want a theme i want to i want a narrative you know i gotta admit uh you painting that picture of like the the screens of the with the moving uh like the moving train window yeah now i i feel like i get it a little bit more now you know like even just telling me that is like oh shit that's a thing like of course that could be a thing but like I guess, yeah, I, anyway, sorry, okay. just as so a set piece. So really that's cool. thing number one. Uh, thing number two, escape rooms are fundamentally a social activity. It's not mm-hmm. just me grandstanding my way through an escape room. So mm-hmm. I want some sort of puzzle in which at least two people are engaged. Like maybe one person is reading something off of a card and yelling out numbers, and I'm over here punching them in, or something like okay. that. Something that necessarily requires two people. Okay. And number yep. three, number three thing I want, um, multiple puzzles. Like, it has to be uh, solve puzzle one to get to puzzle two to get to puzzle three. Uh, if it's just one really, really complicated puzzle, fuck that noise. Hmm. Yeah, because I... you have that feeling of accomplishment as you go along. It's like, okay, I solved this one. Okay, I solved that one. Right, and ideally, if you're actually thinking about... It's it's like the excitement of a well-pulled story as well. Yes. It ramps up that like all the pieces start to f- like come together. Yeah, like, ideally it, it p- you want it in momentum. such a way that it actually makes sense with the theme. Yeah, if it picks up momentum towards the end as all of the pieces come together and also happens to be like a buzzer beater at the end too, you've had yourself a very good time. Agreed. And I, I, I get that. Is there a particular setting or theme do you want it to be able to be uh, interchangeable with other things well i think or... we're just inventing one right i so... mean if it's the one ultimate one how yep. do we make it the best one ever how do we make it the best one ever so what's a good theme what's an what's adventure the... setting what's the best thing what's what's the, the best genre <laughs> uh can we go licensed can we make it uh, a star trek escape room well i mean I'm not going to lie, I was going to think sci-fi again, cause mostly because sci-fi has treated us very well in the past. Like but we, we draw could go in another direction. We could go like D&D kind of high fantasy thing. And that there you got the bonus that maybe you establish characters going in. And you're like, okay, I'm an elf, he's a dwarf. Hmm. And maybe you each get an item and that's your item. Like only you can use this item. So one person gets a magic wand and they use that to tap things. And that counts as a magic spell. And another person gets a thing that that's their ax. And obviously it's not a real ax, but you can use it to tap the thing. And it's like, oh, and now you broke the thing. Let's move on. Okay. I got, I got a thing. I want to sort of pitch to you for a second here. You and I both know that uh, RPG one-offs can happen and they can be relatively effective at being a fun little activity 
fun little story. I do them quite frequently. It's kind of one of my things that I do. Yes. Yes, but also in the in the interest of designing designing and workshopping games, it makes sense that you want to do that the way that you do all the time. However, from a satisfying character narrative standpoint, multi-session games tend to be what people will gravitate towards so that they can actually flesh these kinds of characters out and really get into them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the escape room model is not that. It's your random group of people that happens to come together and pays the money, goes through the thing. I propose to you, what if there was a dedicated enough following of the escape room format that you could get a regular group together that would be willing to go back for multiple instances and keep fleshing out characters. Okay, so like this is episode one, this escape room, and then you come back, you know, a few weeks later and, oh, this this room is episode two. Yeah, like is there such a thing or could there be such a thing where it's like you're basically joining an escape room league, you pay a yearly membership and you come back every two months? Uh, Yes and no. The problem there is continuity. Because if we are saying, okay, these are our characters and they're going from episode one to episode two to episode three, then like you fail at episode two, your characters are dead. You're not coming back for episode three. I see what you're saying. You couldn't make it one size fits all. But then again, that's sort of what And you can't rerun the same, the same session because part of the whole thing is you can't do the same room twice because you know all the shit. Okay, new new spin on the ball here. Okay. What if there's a episode one that serves the masses, right? And it's like, this is the main campaign of this, this escape room. You managed to escape. Great, you've done the thing. That's great. But essentially, if someone was to want to come back and you plan it ahead of time, there's like a second more advanced version that it's like okay, you guys want to you guys want to come back and do it again. Okay, we'll reset up different but similar puzzles where now it's essentially hard mode or like the second part of the story. Or and or it, even you do the same room, but now you have a different objective. Whereas before you were simply trying to get out alive. Now the more important thing is, hey, we got to go back in so that we can get the vial of whatever we didn't shit. even know it was there the first time. I gotta say, man, different objective is even more exciting because then you could be playing some sort of like Groundhog Day simulation or something. I do love Groundhog Day simulations. Uh, I, I I love the idea of first time through and you just make it through by the skin of your teeth. But then if you do it like, you know, after five times, then all of a sudden you're you're not even thinking. You're just like moving gracefully like ballet and like i i i often this is one of my uh, recurring mental fantasies is like an a scene in an action movie where just like the characters are are strolling through a gunfight and just casually like leaning out of the way shooting guys just as they're coming around the corner and just casually like tossing the guns they need back and forth to each other they're not even ducking they're just like i know where everything's gonna be Hmm. The, yeah, that's that's a fun sort of like the idea of an action scene being like practically boring and rote, and you're just dancing through it. Yeah, yeah. Or or like for for a whole section of it, one guy's even got his eyes closed, like he's not even trying. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm getting kind of sleepy. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I know I have to wait like fourteen seconds for this elevator to open. I'm just gonna. Okay. Okay. Okay, so here's 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 the thing. Here's here's some flavor that I want to put on this. I do have a different idea, and I want to hit you with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you mentioned one-shot game things that I've run, and that made me think, like, okay, which of those are something that I would want to do? And one of the uh, recent one-shot games that I ran was uh, Cthulhu-style uh, Cosmic Horror. Mm-hmm. So I want to pitch to you, it's an escape room type deal, like you're in some sort of weird library or something like that, and like, oh no, eldritch horrors are coming, and you need to do research, and as you're going through, 
like the game is teaching you uh, like, okay, in order to defeat these monsters, you need to think the way that the logic works in their alternate universe, right? And so you're, as you're going through, you're now understanding, like, okay, I know now how to defeat these things. But then when you get to the end, like, you're coming up on that hour, and you're like, I need to close the rift to save the world. And maybe the choice you make is, we can escape, but Earth is fucked. Or do we choose to self-sacrifice and close the rift with us still on the on the other side, saving the earth, but technically our characters are all dead? And like that, so that's the dilemma. Like you go into this and you're like, yeah, we're gonna escape the room. And then 50 minutes in, you're like, do we want to escape? We'll be fucking over the planet. If if you actually got that to be a solid dilemma for the player uh and the clock is running then you really would have succeeded with your narrative like that would be a a a, a perfect example uh that comes to mind uh from that is this was ages and ages and ages ago uh it was highlighted by the the guy that does uh, uh extra credits on yeah. uh on YouTube uh he was saying that like one of the most powerful gaming experiences he had is when it was essentially what should have been a simple binary question of like, go, do you choose to go to war with these people or not? But it was complex enough of a social problem that they had to, there was no timer on it. He had to stop and put his controller down and think. And that's like, when you get to that point, Mm -hmm. with your game you've really succeeded at something else as well uh and like here's ooh. the other element though you're in here with a group like you think it's a tough choice like do we save ourselves and doom the planet or do we save the planet and self-sacrifice that's a tough choice for one person try getting a group of four people to agree when a timer is running let me tell you as somebody who has always been super fascinated by group dynamic and it was a great thrill to be able to witness that every time I ran an axe event. Oh, there could be no grit. Like, if you were the one who wrote all of the, like, scripting and whatnot for that kind of a game, how satisfying watching that every time, uh, ha watching it unfold must be. Uh, yeah, okay, so, I like, I like where we're going. But I gotta tell you, I'm thirsty. Yeah, I'm thirsty. Let's uh, solve this weird pipe puzzle and get some water. Yeah, let's escape from the not water cooler. Yes. <laughs> good, good so segue. Yes. So stupid. Let's go. Hello, dear listeners, and thank you for listening to this invention of an escape room. Uh, this is just a quick break to tell you a few things you might not know, as well as uh, update you on our individual creative endeavors. Uh, you might notice that through the rest of the episode, my, uh, my mic doesn't sound quite as good as it normally does. Gotta love filtering things the wrong way and then accidentally saving over top of it with the bad filters so that it's the only one you have. I mean, I have backup recording, which sounds even worse that I'm not going to use. And, uh, anyway, maybe you didn't care. Maybe you don't care, but I, I never really care. Anyway, so Mason is... Tailsteak, at Tailsteak on Twitter. Uh, he does a webcomic called Forward, forwardcomic.com. He also does the art for Roll to Save at roll to save dot, sorry, roll to save comic .com. And he also does a bunch of other uh, art. He takes commissions uh, and uh, does, like, writing for these, like, book series and novels and stuff. Check out patreon.com slash Tailsteak. I am Less Ashamed, at Less Ashamed on Twitter. Uh, I do a YouTube series called Careful Consideration, uh, that I want to get back to, but first I have to release this Headless Sam album, which is thorn in my side. Just want to get that done. No, it's going to be so good, uh, but more on that later. I'm also working on some other podcasts that are in the works. I would love to get back to you with some more stuff on that soon. If you have a suggestion for something that we should invent, feel free to submit that to at H-I-G-A-I show on Twitter. Um, if you want to get in touch about potentially doing ad swaps or, or podcast stuff, uh, hit up H-I-G-A-I show at gmail.com. 
that's basically it. Let's get back to the action right now. All right, so Mason, I suspect I've told you about this before. Okay. But refresh my memory. Have you ever heard of that game, Keep Talking, Nobody Explodes? I have heard of it. That's the bomb defusal game? It is. Okay. So, um, in terms of the fact that we're talking about uh, the escape room being art imitating what is it already imitating life it's it's a game brought into real life it's life imitating art yeah i suppose um i would be pretty curious to know if we could potentially draw something from the keep talking nobody explodes uh model now the thing that makes that game so magical is you got two different uh people right you got the one person that can only see the screen and control the actual gameplay of the bomb defusal, and you got the other person that can't see the screen and can only hear descriptions from the person with the bomb, and they have to read through a literal stack of paper uh, as to how to defuse it. But the concept, the design of the game, is to make the way to do so as convoluted as possible. So if it's like, do I cut the red, for example, it's like, do I cut the red wire or the blue wire? Then the person might say like, okay, is the red, is the red wire on top? No. Okay. Is a uh, black wire on top? Yes. Okay. So check the serial number on the bottom of the bomb. Does it start with a G? Yes. Okay. Cut the white wire. Like it's things like that. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like several steps to being able to understand it. But as it goes, it gets more and more advanced. The puzzles get more and more convoluted and horrible to try and verbally communicate. And therein lies the efficacy required of your verbal communication to succeed. Oh, okay, okay. So here's my thing. If we're going with a Cthulhu-style cosmic horror theme, yes. then might I suggest you've got a grimoire. And the grimoire is chained to like a little pedestal thing, right? Because it's wait, wait, wait. Before we go any further, yeah, I'm just gonna get definition bot out again. <laughs> you know what a grimoire is? It's a big fucking magic book. Okay, okay, thanks. Go away, definition bot. Thanks. <laughs> magic book. Go ahead. Yeah, magic book. So one one player's got the magic book. Oh, 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 okay. So the escape room is is divided into two parts, right? And there's okay. a big swirling sort of energy looking door. And the, the idea being one half of it is in the real world and the other half is in the crazy world. So you're oh. in real world frantically reading the grimoire, telling people rituals to do. And you're yelling through the portal to people in the alternate dimension and they're having to do the rituals. And it doesn't make sense, but it works because you're in this alternate dimension. So the physics are different. Okay, I got... I got an even better punch up on that one for you. Hit me. Both sides have a old timey like transmission radio. You got this old microphone. Yes. And this radio that you're like trying to broadcast to the person on the other side. But then there's two fun like aesthetic mechanical things that you can introduce to that. One, you can add some like creepy vocal filtering from the person in the next room so what's being transferred through the portal sounds like creepy and dark or whatever right uh -huh. other thing it's functionally a speaker on both ends that happens to be getting a signal from the other side and maybe there's even a component where you have to like turn the dial to get to the right frequency so you can hear each other which already sounds like a really awesome revelatory thing when you when it clicks and you actually solve that puzzle and can hear each other for the first time yes, yes but how much more terrifying would it be if you finish like getting the message across and then it's functionally a jump scare of some other sound taking over the speaker okay okay so here's here's something that happened with me when i was in my escape room is one of the things is when you're doing the escape room, of course, there's cameras that, you know, you're pretending aren't there. And there's right. like a game master who's outside the room who's watching you just to make sure you don't like fuck up irrevocably. Uh, irrevocably. 
Right. And we actually needed them because there was one point at which the puzzle failed to physically deploy. And so they had to keep piping in the same hint. It was like, no, no, you got it. Check the panel on the left. No, check the panel on the left. I swear, I'm not tricking you. Check the panel on the left. So um, what if there was a, again, a game master who's like outside of the escape room, but they're fucking with you. So they're they're like the mischievous spirit that's fucking with you the whole time or they're the evil presence. And so they're like trying to confuse you and like maybe they're in on that radio channel and like every so often, every fifth instruction or so forth, they'll jump in and they'll try and mimic your friend's voice and they'll be like, no, push the rune off the cliff. And you'll be like, what? Why? I We might need this rune. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm also picturing like, uh sort of that nightmare board game character uh you know the now you must go this way yeah kind of like but i i don't know that's not quite as horrific as the eldritch or whatever no, uh, i, no, I that, gotta that be that works that's good i gotta be honest i am i am somewhat familiar with some of the tropes of this genre but it is not my forte. Oh, uh, oh, 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 dude, dude, dude. Here's a thing. Yes. Here's a thing that's going to fuck with you. Okay? okay. How about we incorporate a little AR? All right. So you've got goggles or whatever, and it doesn't have to be a smartphone right in the fiction, right? In the fiction, you're just looking through magic glasses or whatever, and you need those to be able to see things existing in the in that aren't there, but that are there in the alternate reality, right? So th- these are like Google Glass sort of things? Yeah, yeah, and Just so... like, how like, big is the budget for this escape room? <laughs> it's our escape room, dude. The The, the sky's the limit. Okay. okay. But, but here's the thing, like, they're gonna fuck with you. Like, you're looking through these magic glasses so you can interact with the magical world, and so you're like, okay, I've, I've got these things, and like, maybe you've got these little rune stones, and they just have like a little QR code on them, or, or like... The, like the the thing knows why but you're looking at them and that's how you can see like okay this one's blue this one's green but then those glasses are also feeding you with the jump scares because they're showing you the monsters that that no one else can see right and you're like oh fuck fuck no get away from it and you're like what why it's like no there's a giant tentacle behind you so hmm I'm just trying to think of the best execution of that because it's not like you can actually work with monsters that will interact with you if it's AR. Oh, oh, but but here, here's the thing though. If the monster fucks with the puzzle. Hmm. I'm picturing something almost like, you know, like the Stranger Things letters on the wall. Hmm. And it's it's like indicating different different letters, but it's like Maybe it's like, okay, we got to spell something out, and then the person with the AR goggles can see, like, oh, no, 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 uh, not that letter, that's a trap letter. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, something like that. Where And that's, again, how you have multiple people involved, because only one person can use the magic goggles at a time, but maybe for whatever reason, like, they can only use them when they're standing over here, or they can't touch the thing while they're wearing the goggles, or whatever. Hmm. Okay, we got something sort of coming together here. They the group goes in. They realize that they're going to need to be separated. Do you think we can make it be like four and then two and two on either side of the portal? Okay. Okay. How about we start? Everybody's in the real world. You get the glasses. The glasses let you see these monsters that are bleeding through from the other dimension. You find the grimoire. It's chained to the thing. You're reading the thing. That lets you open up the portal, and all of a sudden the wall opens up, and you go into the other side of the escape room. You can now go back and forth, and that other side of the of the escape room, that's where stealing the technology from the, uh, from the uh, train, right? That mm. you go through, and you've got video screens on the walls, and it's showing you like surreal, constantly shifting psychedelic hellscape, right? And that was all the stuff that before you could only see through the goggles. Now you pass through and you're like, oh my God, I'm in like the upside down. Fuck me. Right. Yeah. I've got, I've got a, maybe a, a proposal for uh, an alternative coat of paint for it. Okay. Um, 
what if potentially instead of uh Eldritor Cthulhu stuff it was time travel oh time travel is good because time travel is a little bit more universal but also way more fun to play with the set dressing of right True. because suddenly you could actually have there be a a third room that doesn't reveal itself until like the third act that like oh we have to go further back in time and now instead of it being like you've gone you know back to the 70s or forward to the 2100s now it's like oh we have to go even further back to the 50s and then like you you know you have like an old-fashioned house or something now i i I like the idea of like you you have something and you need it to be older so you leave it in the one room and then you come back around and you open up the safe and now you've got it the same thing but now it's 40 years old yes absolutely i think that anytime that you can incorporate that sort of storytelling in that that that's a win because it's like that's so cool yeah like to be able to actually age something by many years in an instant because the narrative requires it and you've mechanically given yourself an ability to do that okay okay physically physically here's how i want to do this you come in from one side of the of the room okay and then Mm. on the other side of the room that's where the uh the time machine is okay Mm -hmm. so you go into the time machine and the time machine, actually, what it physically does in the real world is it spins, right? But they do something or other to disorient you so, so it doesn't feel like it's spinning. And then yeah. you come out of the time machine and you exit back out into what looks like the same room, but all the trappings are different and you can tell you're like in a different era, right? So right. if you were to look at this from the top down, it would look like a flower with the time machine in the center, right? And each of the yep, rooms coming I'm off. I'm totally with out. you. Yeah, yeah, you can... So we're talking about four. Four? Mm, probably four, yeah. No, I'm I'm trying to picture with five and they squ- squitch in on each other too much. So yeah, call it four. Mm. And so you would four. have like, t- like little walkie-talkies so you can talk to each other through the time thing. But, you know, we'll assume that you can't just yell through the time machine because the time machine only has one door open at a time. <sighs> I mean, can we still do the radio thing? Because that was just the premise of a movie, right? Whatever that movie was. Just put the prefix chrono on it. You've got chrono walkie-talkies. Yeah, but like, you have to make it so that you can't just put one person in each time. Unless you want to do that. I mean, maybe you need to. Maybe something needs to happen, quote-unquote, simultaneously in all four times. <sighs> man. The... Writing the story for this puzzle room is a fucking trip. Because, mm-hmm. like, I know that it's possible to write for this. But also, even though you, I understand that you want a tight narrative, you only need so much of a narrative, right? It's not like you're writing a book or you have to, like, you know, f- fill pages and pages of descriptions. You just need it to make enough sense that it, the escapism clicks. Yeah. No pun intended. Uh, Okay, well, now here's the problem with uh, any sort of time travel. And that is, what do you do with the paradoxes? Like, if I need that old thing, and I go back to the 1950s, and I put the thing in the safe, and then you come back to the 2000s, you take it out of the safe, and you're like, cool, I've got this thing, it's 60 years old now. Then I go back to the 1950s, and I take it back out of the safe. How does the escape room handle that? Yeah, like if you if you accidentally do something that you're not supposed to and f- according to the fiction you would have created a paradox. I, I I have to imagine that's when like the the game watcher person on the radio would have to butt in being like, "Oh no, don't do that. You'll create a paradox." And then we'll just cancel the puzzle and you'll all have to leave. You'll all have lost. And yeah, no, the problem is like as soon as you get in Time Machine, like you can very easily create a paradox like regardless. Like you you go back to to the first time period and you're like, oh, cool. And then you fuck something up immediately. And it's like, oh, shit. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. And as much as there's ways 
to screw it up, I feel more positively of like everything that's right with this. Yeah. I will grant you Time Machine more accessible to the general public in terms of being a concept than your average Cthulhu horror. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like, I have it in the back of my head too of of how I'm like in this smaller town now, right? And that like Cthulhu would have worked well enough in Toronto when those were the cats that were playing D&D on the weekends and going to the board game cafes anyway. But, you know, the retired plant worker, you know, how do you get, how do you get well, I mean, them you out? You don't have to be things? all things to all people. I mean, yeah, it's possible to, to say, okay, we're making this for a specific audience. Like, I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's true. I suppose you do sort of, like, y- you can't, have it both ways. If you try to please everybody, you'll please nobody. But if you make it so niche, then maybe it's yeah. Not you can't say like, oh, let's anyone. create uh, a D and D fantasy world, but also it's got to appeal to people who don't want to play D and D. It's like no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Fair enough. So, quite frankly, I do agree with you that I think that time travel is a pretty, pretty good accessible idea. Everybody's seen Back to the Future, or at least knows that it's a movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What else do we want to do with this thing? I mean, we're not going to flesh out the whole thing just here. Yeah, I don't. Especially... Think, I don't think in this podcast we can we can work out every single puzzle. Um, but maybe like, do we still want to have the possible self sacrifice option? Because I don't think that's as much of an of a thing here. Like, oh, maybe there's maybe there's a uh, a dystopian future. Like one of the four rooms is dystopian future that you're trying to prevent. Yeah. So whoever is in the future, it's like, oh, you, everybody else can get out, but you have to stay in the dystopian future. You have to stay in the dystopian future as that timeline is eliminated and you will cease to exist. So, okay, so you know how there's always the gag photos at the end. Yeah. Right? So it's a spin on that, and instead of it being like, we escaped... Oh, maybe there's just a, like a, uh, you know, uh, bad ending, neutral ending, good ending. And the neutral ending is three people escaped. The fourth <laughs> person had to sacrifice himself. Which I know is not the same thing as what you're saying. Oh, but... no, 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 no. Using that video screen technology, right? Like, as you, you think, okay, we, we got to sacrifice myself. No, I'll stay behind in the dystopian timeline. Go ahead, pull the switch. But then as you pull the switch... However you want to accomplish this, the dystopian timeline changes around you and the video screens that were giving you like the red skies and the the robots crushing skulls and so forth, they all switch over and now all of a sudden it's blue skies and, you know, harmony and solar panels. Hmm. Okay. You know what? Now you have me thinking of like a video, a video thing too, where maybe like you get a video signal from the future and there's this component that you have to stand in the right spot to be able to pass the message along because maybe there's like oh 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 i got it no like i found this qr code from the future you have to hold it up to the camera and then they like scan it with a device on the other end nice nice oh oh no you're going to the future and you're finding records of how previous people failed to solve the puzzle but you've got like they they're like oh if only they'd done this and you're like oh i found it in this guy's diary and how meta would it be if the failed attempts were literal failed attempts of the escape room from previous people <laughs> and it's like some of those photos in there as well oh oh, oh i've got it i've got it because <laughs> stupid. i was thinking like when you're in the dystopian future like you can change the view out the window but you can't change the like physical items you're fucking with right right but right, right. what you do is you uh you pull the lever and the dystopian future changes over to the good future and then all of a sudden you have like blue skies you know green solar panels and that's all out the window and you're like huh the world outside looks nice and then you look over and you see that you're standing in memorial to the war that never was and it's like oh i'm standing in a museum cool (laughs) the timeline shifted and like we were able to establish like i didn't get erased 
because the people in the past knew to make a museum where I'm standing. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I get I get what you're saying. Huh. That's pretty fun. Okay, did we make an escape room? Uh, I'm going to say we did. I'm going to say we, uh, I'm going to hit the buzzer and yet the door opens. We're done. All right. We're going to, we're going to make it on out of here. Maybe grab a slice of cheesecake or something. Fuck yeah. Uh, round out this, uh, this birthday. You know what? This is, this is like my bachelor party. There you go. Cause I'm going to be, be married soon. So. You, you know what? I'm going to say that if you win this escape room and you make it out in time, cheesecake is included. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Why not? Fuck yeah. Why the hell not? This has been Hey, I've Got an Idea show. It has. And we are going to do more inventions, but we need some suggestions. This suggestion was I that was this one was just you this you was just, just me off it. the dome this was something i wanted to do and i'm glad i did it why the heck not but we can always use more suggestions from you dear listeners hit us up tweet at h-i-g-a-i show with a suggestion for something we should invent and i've got another suggestion right here oh i can't wait i can't wait coming from ryan he is requested that we okay let me just first i'll mention we have already invented a sport we have ran has requested an olympic sport oh that's subtly different but i like it whole other beast it is it is okay and we will do that next week where we will have some more needlessly creative conversation and until that next week dear listeners remember thumbs up monorail eggplant and good night everybody good night (laughs) 